What's up, listeners? My name's Tyler, and you're listening to Horror is Home podcast. I'm going to be talking about the newly released on Paramount Plus exclusive Paranormal Activity Next of Kin. This is the seventh film in the franchise and the first one since 2015. Directed by William Eubank, who also directed 2020's Underwater, produced once again by Jason Blum and Orrin Pelly, the film was written by Christopher Landon, who wrote Paranormal Activity 2, 3, and 4, as well as directed Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day to You, and Freaky. Here's a list of all the movies in the franchise thus far to catch you up to speed. Paranormal Activity in 2007, Paranormal Activity 2 in 2010, Paranormal Activity 3 in 2011, Paranormal Activity 4 in 2012, Paranormal Activity The Marked Ones in 2014, and Paranormal Activity The Phantom Dimension in 2015. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we can get into spoilers with the plot. opens up at a diner, a young woman, Margot, is about to meet her first biological relative, Samuel. Her friend Chris is behind the camera, documenting the meeting. Sam appears uncomfortable on camera and explains that he's never been on camera before due to vanity being a sin. He tells Margot that he left the community about seven months prior, but only temporarily, and he's going to go back. My first thought, the camera quality is so much better than the previous films. The lighting, the details in the background, and how well you can see the characters is such an improvement rather than the home video quality of the previous films in the franchise. When Margot and Chris are back at home with their friends, they watch a video of Margot being abandoned at the hospital when she was a baby. They comment on how her mother appeared to be scared when dropping her off in the parking garage. The next day, the friends take a flight, and we meet Dale. After a car ride, what seems like hours to the middle of nowhere, Sam approaches the house as Chris and Margot wait in the car. The body language between Samuel and who I assume is his father suggests that there's a problem. He re-enters the vehicle and says he has bad news. The four of them have to stay the night in a nearby motel. Chris and Margo hear a noise and check the bathroom to see that the window is open. They discover it's Sam's little brother, Eli, who somehow followed them to the motel from the house. The group brings him back home, so Jacob, the elder who we saw earlier, lets them sleep there for the night and stay for a couple days. Margo wakes up Chris in the middle of the night to see red candle lights in the distance, venturing into the forest. The next morning, we meet other family members, Mary and Levina. Sam takes the three around the community, showing them around. Margo almost falls through a hole in the upstairs floor of the barn, which Margo then asks some teenage girls about her mom, who tell her that they heard that she got pregnant by an outsider. The girls remain quiet during Margo's other questions and leave abruptly to tend to their chores. At dinner that evening, Jacob recites a prayer in German and welcomes Margo into their home. Later that evening, Dale can't get his equipment to charge, so he suspects the generator cut out. Chris travels outside into the snow to investigate and is startled by a scarecrow. In the distance, we see a figure approaching. After the camera shifts, we see Eli trembling from the cold. Jacob explains that Eli is a sleepwalker. The next morning, Margot tells Chris that she heard another noise coming from the attic. The group interacts with some of the children, and when Margot asks one of them the name of her doll, 
little girl tells her it's Sarah, which is the name of Margot's biological mother. She tells Margot that Sarah's still here and that she doesn't like her. The little girl rushes off and leaves her doll. That night, the noise from the attic awakes Margot and Chris. Using the night vision, Margot enters the attic to find a bedroom with a doll on the bed. She discovers a tin can container in the dresser drawer containing a letter from Sarah. The drawer falls out and a small door is found behind the dresser. In the secret room, there's a faint image of what appears to be a creature on the wall. She exits the secret room and hides under the bed when Jacob enters the attic. After he leaves, a weight is put on the mattress, pushing down onto Margot. She peeks the camera up, but sees no one there. She's locked in the attic and goes to sneak out the window as an image appears in the reflection behind her. The small door is clearly a reference to the door from the sister's room earlier in the franchise. She successfully snuck out and the next morning reviews the footage with Chris and Dale, looking at what she thinks is a face in the reflection. Jacob tells the group about Sarah and how she tried to take her own life and then got pregnant from an outsider, so she was shunned by the community, which Margo finds out Sarah was forced to give her baby away due to the community's rules regarding babies out of wedlock. We see Margo upset for what they did to her mother, making her be alone and give her away. She admits that she believes her mother is somehow still in the community there. In the woods, the group find a church about a mile away from the houses and barns. On the door is a message, So wheat, nicht wieder, or so how Margot pronounces the German message, which translates to, so far, not further. As they're about to enter, Jacob arrives and tells them they're not allowed to go inside of the church. Back at the house for lunch, Chris approaches an elderly woman sitting in the chair in the corner and asks if he can film her. He pans down to see she is using a potato peeler on her own hand, mindlessly staring out into the distance. Later that evening, Chris is woken up by the sound of animals shrieking in the distance. They venture out into the barn quietly and approach a red glowing light, similar to the candles we saw during the first night. There's a group of the community members gathered around what we find out is a two-headed goat before it is killed. They follow the candle-bearing group all the way out to the church. The next morning, she tells Sam of what they saw and he goes on the offensive, telling them to mind their own business. Margo and Chris return to the church and bust the lock. There are paintings on the floor, which one is similar to the drawing Margo saw on the secret room wall. Two of the others read, the young and the weak suffer first, and less sacrifices be made. They reveal a hidden chute that travels far below the church floor. Margot uses the roped harness she found as Chris lowers her down from there. On her way down, she finds crosses pinned to the walls of the tunnel. The crank gets stuck, leaving Margot sustained feet above the bottom, where she sees there is a room and tunnels before Chris pulls her back up. Later, they review the footage, and they can hear that there was growling coming from the room in the cave. The next day, Margot sneaks into Jacob's room when he's not around. She looks in the closet and finds a laptop, router, camera, and other electronics, which are not allowed or practiced in the community. She sees on the laptop that she was sought out and believes Sam had other intentions to bring her back to the community. She tells Chris that the email started over a year ago, long before Sam had reached out, and that they had her address and even her class schedule. With Margot being freaked out, Chris agrees they should leave the next day. Another night, Margot wakes up to a loud noise. Chris will not wake up. Margot checks the hall and slams the door when she sees something. We hear roars as it swings back open, Margot falling to the floor before being pulled up to the ceiling. A silhouette approaches the doorway. The next morning, she's drawing on the frost of the window. There's blood on her bed, on her pants, and even on the ceiling. The community doctor tells her friends that she just needs rest. Chris and Dale seek out a way into town and get a ride from the mailman. He asks why they're filming, and after Chris tells him where they're staying, he tells the two that the family isn't Amish. In town, Dale and Chris search Asmodeus online, the name that they found at the church. 
the demonic prince of lust, suffering, and wrath, the overlord of the nine hells. In this lore, it is believed that Asmodeus can be trapped in the body of a woman of God and can be transferred from daughter to daughter, lest it be unleashed upon the world. Chris and Dale arrive back at the house. Chris goes inside to get Margot while Dale works on switching the battery out in the car. Chris finds that their belongings are gone, Mary hides from him, and Sam tells Chris that it is time and not to come out until the bell stops ringing. He follows Sam outside into the winter storm. Inside the church, he hears Margot screaming from the bottom of the cave. Jacob aims a loaded gun at Chris, telling him that Margot is the only one whose body can hold the demon. The two get in a physical struggle, and Chris overpowers Jacob, who falls into the hole, and Chris then lowers himself down the chute. He finds her laying on the ground as a woman is chanting above her. When he interrupts, the hideous monster awakens and chases them on all fours. Its chain stops the creature. Dale is now inside the church and pulls Margot up using the crank and harness, leaving Chris to wait alone. Banging in the distance can be heard, assumingly the creature attempting to break the chain. Dale throws down the harness and begins to pull Chris up just in time to see the creature crawling towards his feet. As he reaches the top, they run outside into the winter storm with the creature behind them. He comes up behind Dale, pushes him down, and rips his jaw off. Margo and Chris run into the barn, barricading themselves inside. The creature chases them to the upper floor. From there, they can see the van. As Chris turns the camera back around, the creature is in his face and attacks him. Margo tells it to get off him and then calls the monster Sarah. It turns around as Margo talks to it before she slashes it into its throat. The monster falls into the hole from earlier, holding on to Margo by her legs. She kicks it off of her and it is impaled on the bottom floor. They hear a faint shriek, suggesting Sarah is still alive, and run to the car. There they realize the keys have to be on Dale's body outside. They return to the community in chaos, surrounded by fires and the members going mad. They attack Chris and Margo when the van still won't start, but when it does, they bust through the barn door and are able to get away. Next, we see a POV from a police officer's body cam. He enters the barn to see mutilated animals and a bent-down Sam who sounds like a crying baby. He rises and then turns around to put his hands down and looks at the officer who then turns the gun on himself and shoots himself in the head. Sam exits the barn as the second officer arrives, who then does the same. Sam gets into the police car and drives off, turning on music, and the end credits begin. My thoughts on the movie, it felt very fresh. In the past, we got a Paranormal Activity movie almost every year, so we always kind of knew what to expect. It was a lot of the haunted house, door slamming, items being thrown, or moving on their own tropes. But this movie didn't have much of that at all. It really focused on this community, Margot's mystery behind what happened to her mother, and then the lore of the demon. The investigating and character interactions made this story feel a lot more fast-paced in my opinion. Compared to previous films in the franchise that relied heavily on something happening behind the character, which this film touched on too, don't get me wrong, but there was also plenty in this film that kept the horror aspects front and center. Especially when it came to the creature, Margot's mother Sarah at the end. This honestly was a very long climax for the film, from the time Chris and Dale got back to the house all the way till the creature is impaled after the fall, there was a lot of suspense and tension while the two characters were being chased. As I said earlier, this film looks so much more polished, the main characters were what you expected, there's the main girl, the cameraman friend, and then there's the funny guy Dale. The members of the community were pretty dull as you'd expect, but overall most likely intended to be more of the mystery of what was actually happening there. I was very interested in the story as Margot made more discoveries throughout. I'm glad they connected this film's story to the rest of the franchise with it being the same demon, Asmodeus, or Toby as he was commonly called in the other films. Depending on how well this film does, it could be the start of a reboot for the franchise. I don't have many complaints for this movie overall. I found it to be a solid found footage horror film. 
I'd give it a 3 out of 5 and hope that maybe a future installment will dive more into the community's backstory or Sarah before she became the monster. That's all for today's episode. Follow me on Instagram at at Home or like the Horrors Home Facebook page and send me a message to let me know what your thoughts on the Paranormal Activity franchise. My name's Tyler, and until next time, thanks for listening. Horror is all. Oh.